The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. By the way, you're an anonymous bat on the Google Doc. Anonymous bat? Yeah. Hey, quick story before we start the show. I was working on show notes, and then I was working on the script for a project that I'm working on, and I was just typing words. I was saying this in Discord as well. I'm typing in my Google Doc, and then I go to YouTube to just look up a playlist and stuff, and all of a sudden I get ads targeted for stuff I didn't even say. I just typed in the Google Doc. Amazing. What? Google is not even hiding the fact that they're just tracking everything that you do. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ride the Orbis, the third episode. We are here. My name is Max Bleiser. I am joined, as I do, as I am, every week, by Pringle the Two, because the One is still not here. Broken Wing, my friend, how are you on this fine Thursday night? Pretty good, honestly. You know, I shaved my beard all the way. Nice too. Got me a bag of uh, Trollies, Trollies, sour candy. So uh, a big bag too. It's not one of those small bags. It's a family size. It's a family size pack of Trollies. So yep. Hopefully you don't Um, get any cavities. I I brush my teeth. Good. Make sure you floss. I Uh, heard flossing is better than brushing your teeth. But I'm not a dentist. I actually got a what is those things called the uh, those like disposable floss picks. Yeah, Yeah, I like those. I use those. Those are good. That was a good. I got those. Well, and good. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, oh, and I got myself a new chair. Everybody, congrats! In the gamer chair. I'm in a comfortable chair, which makes it so that now I can actually stay in my chair and not mm-hmm. like get up and feel pain in my back. I uh, I need to make the switch myself because I think the chair that I'm sitting on right now sucks ass because I edit a lot, so I sit in here a lot. So I just think that. After prolonged sitting, and I stretch, like, I'll, I'll get up and, like, do some stretches, and I'll sit back down, and uh, this chair uh, is trash. So, anyway, good thing yeah. I'm not sponsored by it. I don't even know what the brand is. Um, GT Racing. GT Racing. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. But, anyway, I've had it for a while, so at least it's not, you know, breaking on me, which is good. But once it does, I will get a nice little office chair, because I think gaming chairs are trash. But that's yeah, just gaming my opinion. Chairs are pretty trash, actually. Yeah. I've been told by several people that gaming chairs are designed to look good, not be comfortable. Mm. Like if you want to, if you want to sit down for a long time, you just get an office chair, which is yeah. what I did. Went to Office Depot right after the job fair. Went nice. straight, <laughs> straight home. Didn't even get a chance to do my laundry. Man, in my car. I can tell. I mean, all your clothes are in the background, from what I can tell. Is uh. Or is that just your... Oh, that's clean clothes. Oh, okay, that's your clean, clean clothes are just chilling. They're chilling in the background. They're chilling over there on the chair. Yeah. In the cool. background. Well, that's cool. It, se- it seems like Pokimane's uh, Pokefeet poster is in good, good shape. They're on that wall. So she yep. maintains a tradition. Um, and yeah, it's good that you're, going, you're in good health. I'm doing all right. And this is Right to Orbis, third week in a row. So we're on a streak. And Indeed we are. Uh, yeah, we got a little bit of housekeeping, but appreciate everybody for listening. First item of housekeeping, still no name for the listeners. So last week we pitched the name Slimes, uh, but the crowd went mild where they were not impressed. They were like, no, we're, we're not going to be uh, Slimes. Nobody said yay or nay. So I could tell that nobody was excited about the name for the listeners of this podcast. And... Jam on Discord was saying something like, coin the collective noun Orbius and amass heathens, heretics, and degens. The reason why he says that is because degens is what we call people in our Discord. Heathens is what I call some people who I put in jail in our Discord. And <laughs> heretics was a name that I believe, um, what's his name? Uh, was it Org or was it Pringle? One of those JRPG nerds were talking about how that could be a name for the listeners because of the fact that it has to do with some sort of RPG. I've already forgot which one it was. But anyway, he was saying that, and then you can 
Come ask those guys, and during mailbag episodes, when they roll around, you can say it's Orban time. Because you, my friend, have already said Orbius. Ride to Orbius. Like, I don't know. Twice? Three twice. times now? Was it, was, it, was it twice? It was twice. So, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, that was... Uh, that was Jam's comment on, but we still do need a name for our listeners because Hollywood was so easy. All right. We were called FGC Hollywood. So we just called the listeners Hollywood. It's okay. We'll keep workshopping it. We'll find the name mm-hmm. and then we'll, it'll be Orban time. <laughs> it'll be Orban time. Yeah. Gotta love that. I already love that. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. Um, shout outs, shout outs to our patrons, shout outs to our discord. You can join both our Patreon and Discord in the description of every YouTube version of this podcast. Um, yeah, shout out to those guys. We've had a, had a cool week. Good discussions. And uh, the mailbag is still open. We haven't gotten too many submissions, a couple, but I still want to amass Whoa. more before we get the mailbag episodes. Plus, I would like all three of us to uh, be here during a mailbag episode. And don't forget, so you can submit your questions or topics or whatever, be it on Twitter, which they can add us on Twitter. They can come to our Discord, say what's up. There's a mailbag channel there as well as on Patreon. Um, and, of course, Apple Podcasts, reviews, all that. So that's a little bit of housekeeping. The biggest note here is, of course, uh, since you are here, that means... Actually, no, not all the time. But usually, when it's used to you and I, it means that the, the first Pringle, Pringle the One, is not here. So uh, no Pringle the One this week still. He wasn't with us on Episode 2. He is not here on Episode 3. Hopefully, he'll be here on Episode 4. So we'll figure that out. Uh, once he can make his return, we shall wait on him. And because of no Pringle the One... Uh, we won't be doing our review discussion selection podcast. I do really want all three of us to be here talking about the games that we want to do for the spoiler cast slash review discussion. So we pivoted again, as we normally are accustomed to on this podcast. And uh, we'll do that once he returns. A couple more items for the video watchers, not the listeners. I added pre- uh, B-roll, and you and I discussed this a little bit, although I I went back to my old habits of just doing it in post. So normally when we do this podcast, we stream it live on the main channel on YouTube. And then it goes to the podcast channel, edited, post-edited. So I add B-roll to the stuff that we're talking about. So be it, you know, B-roll of the games that we're talking about or any sort of references that need, you know, a visual aid, stuff like that. So last week, you know, you were talking about how you're playing like a dragon, you're going to the arcades and all that. So I added some B-roll to that clip just to show what you were talking about so if you want more visual aid for the podcast for the video listeners you can go on to the right to orbis youtube channel and it should be there a couple of b-roll segments for the watchers but if you're just listening still appreciate y'all doing it and yeah um i guess the last thing with that is because i'm adding b-roll to the podcast Instead of uploading the podcast on Fridays, because we record Thursdays, right? Mm-hmm. The turnaround to Friday is really difficult after I add B-roll because I still work a full-time job. So I got basically I got rush home, edit the podcast, and I don't go to sleep until like 2 a.m. Oh. So uh, oh. it's, it's a tough turnaround. So I think what will happen now with the fact that I'm adding B-roll, the podcast will be up Mondays. I'll just use the weekend to edit those and uh, we record Thursdays. It'll be up Mondays on every platform, the audio ones as well as the video ones. So that'll be it. And man, I had a lot of uh, housekeeping. One more item and we can be done with this. Uh, Tekken 7 exhibition, maybe. So I wanna do this. I already put the idea in both of our Discord's head as well as another one. This is what I wanna do and I think it could be cool. So similar to the way you broken organized the FGC Hollywood slash FGC University exhibition, I want to do the same thing. Oh. Yeah. So I want to do a Tekken 7 exhibition between Ride to Orbis and Coffee and Combos. And I think it would be cool. Round Robin, two lives, playing Tekken 7. I think it would be cool to have teams. 
if we can make the schedule work. So I already pitched it to Coffee and Combos. They're interested. The only thing that is standing in their way is the fact that the schedule has to match with ours. That could be a little difficult. And the last thing is we need people. So I think I can gather at least five or six, depending on the scheduling. But people that are listening to this podcast, if you... And I'm sorry, this is probably going to be exclusive to North American players because of the, the netcode Tekken 7 has. But if you live in North America and are interested in playing Tekken 7 as an exhibition, as a part of either Right to Orbis or the Coffee and Combos team, please reach out to us. So you can join either Discord, the Coffee and Combos Discord, the Right to Orbis Discord, and let us know, hey, I want to play in the exhibition just so we can get a headcount of who wants to play in this. And uh, hopefully we can make it happen. Stream it. Have fun. Because, uh, yeah, it's... It's really fun doing those things. So that's and I'll uh, I'll schedule a day off to have just so I can also do the uh, commentary because I love I love commentating. Yeah. Yeah. So that that'd be great. So I, I hope people are interested and I don't even care which team you want to play for. I just kind of want to host it. I, I said, listen, I'll play if we need a guy to make teams even, but I don't mind sitting it out. I just kind of want to run a community event, which is a big, big thing with what I want to do with the, the show. So, yeah, hopefully we can make it happen. Right to Orbis slash Coffee and Combos exhibition because we never did it with Hollywood. So we got we got to do it with RTO. And that's all we got for the housekeeping. Now we can finally get to something that I, I really want to hear because you were talking about this before the podcast. What's going on? What we're playing? I'm going to get to mine later. Forget about what I got going on. Talk to me. Before you get to what you're playing, tell me the story that you were hinting at before the podcast began. So there's a huge job fair that happened right next to my job on the other side at the convention center. And uh, I went over there because it's my day off. And also because I was like, I just need a job that's like a nine to five, you know, so that way I can go back to streaming I can go back to like going to events, you know, online events and all that, and then and all that such. Cause like, I don't mind my job. It's a great job. It's just that, like, how do I explain it? I don't get time because it's always like flip floppy. Yeah. Rotating schedule, right? It's like constantly changing on you. So yeah. it's not set hours. Yeah, exactly. Like some days I have a double, some days I don't have a double, some days I. I work the week, I mean, the night shift. Some days I work the day shift. It's like, you know, mm. I don't really get to choose what my times are. And so because of that, I'm like, okay, I just want stability. I want a job where I know I wake up in the morning, go to work, come home, go to the gym. Well, actually, I'm going to start going to the gym at, if I get this job. Go to the gym, go home, you know, play some games and stream. Go to sleep. Sounds like the life. Uh, Can you explain to me? So I've never personally been to a job fair. How does it work? Like, what's a what's a job fair exactly? Are there booths with people and representatives? Multiple. Yeah, there's multiple booths all over the place. And how it works is that you walk over there, you introduce yourself, say hello, my name is Tamir, or you would be like, hello, my name is you know, such and such. Right. And you'd go, you'd go and say, okay, what is it you want to do? And you say like. Let's say there was KWTX over there and they were like, oh, hey, we're looking for morning morning uh, hosts or, you know, sports host or like journalists. I was like, I got a radio voice. I can I have a great personality. Sure. Let me see it. They'll give you a uh, they'll give you a website to go to. They'll give you information. And then they say, hey, talk to us. We'll we'll get you. We'll work with you. Okay, so it's not Uh, like hire on the spot type of thing. It's like you still got to go through the process of a regular job. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. you get to meet the people that are hiring mm. and therefore they get to see a name whenever they see the resume. So gotcha. it's not just, Oh, there's a resume. There's no name. Like there's no personality. Cause the thing I hate about resumes is that I don't know what to put on a resume. Mm. So I can't really advertise myself, but like if I go to a job, and I just say, hi, this is who I am. I can get a job instantly. How did, I can you, how did you hear about this job know. fair? I was on Reddit. Oh, and okay. all of a sudden, it was like, hey, job fair today. And I was like, oh, good. I have nothing better to do besides <laughs> get ready for the podcast. Right. Cool. 
That's uh, that's interesting. So I've always, every time I've gone after jobs, I've never thought about job fairs. I've heard about them, but I've always just targeted jobs on my own and then gone to interviews. Either got rejected or accepted, depending on the job. So cool. How many people were and there? It, a bunch? A lot of people. A lot of competition. And it's funny. Yeah. And what's funny to me is that I've always noticed that when I send an application out to people, I don't ever get the job. But like when I walk into the business and I literally say, hey, I'm looking for a job, they'll be like, all right, you come next week. Nice. You got to you got to like uh, hit the table. I want this job. <laughs> Give it to me. Pay me exactly. monies. Exactly. Well, cool. Hey, good luck. I hopefully you get something that is more suitable for your lifestyle because, hey, I know what the what the rotating schedule is like. I used to work one when I was younger and I did not like it because there's no consistency in your life. So mm -hmm. hopefully you get some, my friend. As far as what you're playing, I, I filled in for you because I had a hunch. I, I said probably Guilty Gear. Yep, Guilty Gear, uh, Like a Dragon again. Mm -hmm. I'm that game has got me hook, line, and sinker. Okay, like it's good. It, it it's a good game, honestly. I just unlocked crafting, which means I'm gonna be in it for a while. Nice. So, uh, game's great. Uh, there's a dating aspect to it, apparently. Apparently, you're telling me you yeah. stumbled upon this. You did not research into it. No, I didn't research into it. I literally, I want to let you know right now, I started like a dragon blind. Mm. So like every experience I'm having with the game is just like a fresh eyed doe that's like, you have what in this game? This is amazing. Nice. So uh, there's dating. Uh, one of my favorite things is that because this is a Yakuza game, you can go to the bar to like karaoke and the English voice actors. I have it on the English dub. The English voice actors actually sing their heart out in English. Oh, man. We're going to talk <laughs> about some English dub and some some singing uh, at the end of this podcast, but not right now because I, I don't think I'll make it through if I talk about it now. But uh, I, I heard Like a Dragon when they first came out. I heard a lot of really good things about it. So it's cool that you're enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play it because, man, it's so tough for me to commit to open world games nowadays, but maybe. Who knows? Who knows? And of course, I see you're still playing Final Fantasy fourteen. The staple. Yep. Th those are the broken staples. GG <laughs> and FF14. And then put something in the middle there. <laughs> Whatever is in the middle, that's not those two games. Yes. As far as what's going on on my... And um, I kind of want to quit my job. I'm not going to, but I kind of want to because I talked about it, I think, last week where I was like, man, they took away all my good coworkers. They gave me some knuckleheads and now I got to do everything on my own. And uh, the one guy that I work with, man, he watches a lot of TikTok and it's like, oh, God, a lot of TikTok. I can't do it, man. I can't listen to any more six second videos like i'm, I'm tired of <laughs> like I'm, stop can i can i tell you something so when i visit my parents i always sleep in my brother's room right because mm -hmm. my brother has a bed that has like one of those like slide in beds okay below it yeah so i sleep on that slide in bed my brother he had to get his phone taken away because my parents found out about this but before that he would sleep with tiktok running Oh my god! And he doesn't ever wear headphones, so I try to go to sleep, and all I hear is these six-second ads. And then when he passes out, because he'll pass out on a TikTok video, and he doesn't mm. turn off his video, his phone, all I hear is the same video oh, it just over repeats. and over and oh. over again. And I'm trying to figure out if he's passed out, and I can just shut his phone off, or if he's actually watching the video and he's trying to read everything in the video. Oh, Jesus, man. I, so I, there is something about TikToks and an addictive personality because this guy will not stop scrolling. Like he just he has to just keep going. I was like, dude, I think you've seen enough. Like you've seen 400 of these. Maybe take a break. But no, 401, 402. Won't stop. So that's one thing. I'm not going to quit because it's a pretty good job. But uh, these people are starting to make it up. They're intolerable. So I might have to... Um, Lay down the hammer. I don't know. I got no. I got no pull or power. <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I'm told. I guess. God damn it. 
Also, the worst thing is that my brother's into ASMR. Mm. So, like, every now and then, I'll I'll be, like, in my... I'll be in the house. I'll Because I brought my PS4 over there just so I can have something to do while I'm at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was playing a game, and all of a sudden, I heard, like, lip-smacking noises. And I was like, Ugh. what the hell am I listening to? And I look at his phone, and it's an ASMR video of this chick doing, like, all of the ASMR things, and I was like, I cannot believe man, this you, is what you what you this, fell down. This might be a sign, man. You might have to take your brother under your wing and just be like, here, this is sunshine. <laughs> Go out <laughs> there. <laughs> Go run around. There are people and dogs. <laughs> no, so he's actually he actually plays with his friends a lot. Like okay. every five minutes there he's visiting his fan his friends. So he knows what the outdoors and like people are. It's just that, like, every time I visit, for some reason, TikTok is on. And I'm just like, God damn TikTok. Please, for the love of all this holy. That was, that's the true pandemic. TikTok. It's everywhere. As far as what I'm playing, um, nothing, really. Because I've been working on one uh, specific project that actually has to do with Ride to Orbis. Not the podcast, but the actual Ride to Orbis from MapleStory. So I've been working on that. I forgot how... Uh, Tenuous is not tenuous, I guess just time consuming editing a scripted project is because I haven't done one in a long time, so they take a while. So I haven't been playing anything, but uh, hopefully that'll be out this weekend and people can really understand what Ride to Orbis is about if they watch the video. If not, they can just live in ignorance forever <laughs> because that's okay too. I don't know. I don't know why I got a little bit of attitude tonight. Like I, I'm, I'm actually doing okay, <laughs> but like for some reason. Edit this video. Yeah, I gotta edit the video. But yeah, that's all I've been doing, and uh, we got a, we got a pretty good show. You know, obviously we wanted to do the review discussion, but that could always be kicked back to another week. We shall wait for Pringle the One. He will be here eventually. We'll talk about games, but uh, in the meanwhile, we'll talk about some other games. But first, we'll take a break because I gotta take a drink. We'll be right back. The other day, the podcast educated me on those. I already forgot the name of those dolls, but you know those dolls that have like the dead eyes on—not dead eyes, but like they're uh, like one colored eyes—and they they all look the same, but they're for different characters. And I think Sword said in the Discord is like, "Oh, Mac is fine with whatever the dolls are called, but he doesn't like VTubers." It's tough for me to hate on it because I don't really get it. With VTubers, I get it because I cringe. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I hate it. No, I'm kidding. I don't hate all of them, but I just choose not to watch. It's not something for everybody, honestly. All right, Broken, we're back. Talked a little bit off the record for the people that will listen to this weeks ahead from now. Uh, but yeah, we got some news to talk about. Not a lot. Last week we had more. This week we only have two items, and then you added another one. So I'm excited for your specific item. But the first one, I added because I'm a boomer. And you and I are roughly the same age. So I'm sure you've been on a lot of those old school websites, like obviously Cartoon Network and probably Miniclip and all these other like, you know, coolmathgames.com, all this shit. So like, oh yeah, we've played Flash games. And a big Flash game genre when I was a kid, a young lad was Stickman games. I used to love Stickman games. So this one, it's a game called Stick It to the Stickman. So this is the description from Steam. Stick It to the Stickman is a groin-kicking, staple-gunning, chainsaw-wielding, roguelike brawler loaded with high-impact physics-based combat, copious amounts of coffee, and weaponized farts. <laughs> I didn't see the farts part. Um, but... Stick It to the Stickman pays homage to all of those Stickman Flash games people like us used to play back in the day. So think Matrix Stickman fight, think beating up on your boss, think uh, brawling with silly weapons, references to fighting games. They even have a Hadouken in there and nice. kick flips and all this stuff. So you boost yourself with the power of coffee. It's really silly. The game obviously appears to not take itself too seriously and just looks some good old fashioned fun. Served in a can of Catch These Stickman Hands. So the game has been available previously in a, a public access sort of way online, but now it's finally getting a full Steam release sometime in 2023. And as, as of today, players 
can add Ticket to the Stickman on their wish list on Steam. No price yet, no release window, but we know it's 2023. So there is a trailer. It's pretty fun. It looks, it looks neat. And it looks like just one of those games where you're just pressing buttons and things happen and you're just having a good time. Like it's just one of those. Yeah, it's one of those kind of games. So nothing too serious, but I added it to my wish list because, man, I had so much fun back in the day playing like the Matrix stick people fight. I don't know if you've ever played that game, but like you could jump off the walls and do slow motion. The boomers that are listening to this now that have played those games, they're hitting the table. They're like, man, I love that game. You used to slow back time, do the do the kick in the air. It was so sick. I used to love playing those games. They're close to my heart. I used to play a lot of Flash games growing up, but like... I remember some of my favorites were Heli Attack, which, I mean, that was super fun. Uh, you're basically just fighting helicopters all the time. They're throwing bombs on you. And oh, yeah. I, you gave me a core memory unlock. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I made you uh, play Heli Attack. Heli Attack 3 is actually pretty hard. Once you get to, like, the harder levels. Does it, you only have a pistol? Yeah, you, you start with like... a pistol. And in order to get more weapons, you have to kill shoot down the helicopters and then they, they they bring down more weapons but they get buffed too so it's actually a pretty good flash game the other one that i'm sure you've played on cartoonnetwork.com teen titans the fighting game i remember the fighting game i you know it's funny i think it was two years ago me and a group of friends were trying to find a way to play that game i don't know how and we couldn't figure it out yeah it's gone it's gone forever i wish i could play it but I remember it was so fun. There was a Samurai Jack Flash game. Man, there were so many good ones. Some of those Flash games are better than the games we get now. Honestly. Honestly, I still go to Newgrounds every now and then just to check to see what they got. Hmm. You go to that section of Newgrounds or to the other section of Newgrounds? Which one is it, Broken? <laughs> I mean, I go to both sections of Newgrounds. Right. You have no shame. You'll tell us. So yeah, Stick It to the Stick Man, that'll be out sometime next year. So if you're interested in beating up stick people with another stick person, check it out. Looks neat. This next game I chose specifically because I saw it. I was like, you know what? I think Broken will like this game because he, he strikes me as this kind of player. So this is from Steam. This is a game called Tower Princess from Steam, a charming 3D roguelite platformer about a normal day in the life of a knight Sharpen the spear and make the dragon run in fear. Oh, and also try to manage a date with princesses and princes you rescue. Is, does that not speak Broken Wing to you or what? So this, I loved it. Yeah, so this is a few things showcased in the trailer. Every run is unique as dungeons are procedurally generated with new layouts and new traps. Multiple fighting options are available. So long range weapons, short range weapons, etc. So you can pick your poison with how you want to fight. Humorous take on the quote-unquote rescue the princess story we all know so well. However, your task is still to free all the princesses in the tower and then eventually challenge the evil dragon in the end. And yes, it is inspired by Dark Souls, so you will die a lot. How many indie games that are like Souls-like have come out really since? I don't know, what's, what, was, what is the first one? Was it Hollow Knight? Was that the first one? There's a lot. Was there one There's a that? lot. There's a lot. Yeah. But anyway, Tower Princess seems to be molded in the same clay as those. And it's now available on Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And it's on sale for the first, like, I, you know how they do the launch sale? So it'll be down like 5% if you buy it for the first week that it's out, mm -hmm. at least on Steam. PlayStation and Xbox, I'm not sure. Maybe Nintendo Switch. But finally, Switch gets a game. Yeah. Every time we read one of these, it's like, no Switch. <laughs> Sorry. Not powerful enough. Stay free. Play Steam Deck. <laughs> you know, it's funny because the next game is actually on Switch, too. Sweet. I'll let you read this one because this is your game. Yes. So this game is called The Cruel King and the Great Hero. This is a game that I've been looking forward to for a while. It came out about a year ago or so. But the reason I've been looking forward to it because I played a personal game called The Blind Prince and the Liar Princess. And for those of you who don't know, it's a game with beautiful music, a beautiful artwork. It's something that you would play, honestly. Like, if I were to ask you to play, like, a 2D platformer game with, like, puzzles, I'd ask you to play The, the Blind Prince and the Liar Princess. But it's not on Steam. I know it's not on Steam. What is it on? Like you, 
It's on PlayStation and God uh, damn it. Switch. God, you have a PS4. Damn. I know you do. You no, I don't. Not anymore. Out. My dad has. Oh no! Yeah, he's got one to watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Which I don't know why <laughs> they have a smart TV. I don't know why you watch it on PS4, but regardless. Anyways, so the game has a like with the Blind Princess, uh, uh, the Blind Prince and the Liar Princess. It's a sad game, which basically ends up with a very like terrible ending, where it's just kind of cruel fate and irony. But don't spoil. That's I'm not going to spoil it, but like just like that, the cruel king and the great hero kind of opens up with the same premise, where it's a game where a evil dragon destroys a village and finds a little girl and raises the little girl to become the person that will end up killing the dragon. Oh, shit. I like it. I saw the trailer. I looked it up. And just the opening of the trailer, it's so cute looking. It's such a cute looking game. And you could tell there are certain games that are cute on the outside, but you can tell that the narrative is probably darker the further you explore it. I love those kind of games. Man, I wish this was on Steam because this looks like my kind of game. A 2D action side scroll RPG. What are you kidding me? Like I play Maple Story for Christ's sake. Like, of course I want to play this, but man. And what's what's interesting is that this game is different than a lot a Blind Prince and a Liar Princess because that one, it was a 2D puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. This one is a 2D turn-based action RPG. And what's kind of interesting is that in the trailer, they don't. I don't know if they show like whenever she, the great hero, finally becomes an adult. Mm-hmm. But they show whenever she's on her adventures as a little kid, like yeah. the dragon will be in the background and will like help out the battles, but will not actually in like fight for you. So like, for example, if you want a fire sword, he'll breathe fire on your sword. That's great. So you can like, so I can already tell it's one of those extreme tearjerker kind of games where it's like at the end, you're just like, no. Man, that sounds like a really neat game. The Cruel King and the Great Hero. I I, I got to say, from watching a little bit of that trailer, I was like, man, this is to- totally my game. Fortunately, I don't own a platform I can play it on. Broken. But uh, it looks it looks neat. It looks super neat. So hopefully one day I'll come to Steam and I'll definitely give it a shot. Also, I know somewhere, wherever Pringle the One may be, when he heard you say the word turn-based, he, his eyes all of a sudden, he's like... What? Lit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, what is happening to me? <laughs> Somebody said turn-based? Yeah, and also, again, like I said, the music is great. They actually have one of the songs on YouTube right now that you can just listen to. It was like, as a trailer, they, mm. they posted the song, and it's so good. And the art is just, it's, it's one great. of those games. It's really good Trust looking. Trust me. It's really good looking. So if you own a Switch or a PlayStation, I highly recommend, um, just from seeing that initial trailer, it, just, it looks like a game with a lot of love poured into it. You can just tell. You can just tell certain games that have that. And that's that's the feeling that I got right away. So yeah, it looks looks really charming, really neat. Hopefully, one day it'll come to my platform of choice. But until then, who knows? I might have to steal my dad's PS4. You never know. It's a NIS America game, so it might take a while. That's true. NIS America takes forever to put anything on Steam. Yeah, although we've had had more PlayStation games as of late come to Steam, I'll actually talk about one at the end of the, the show and the wrap up. So who knows? You never can count a game out before. Actually, there are certain games you can count out. Apparently Bloodborne is never coming to uh, this time. Uh, RIP. Wanna... You know how they'll much put every I single want... game, every game that's not Bloodborne, that's kind of like Bloodborne, they'll put on PC, but not Bloodborne. Do you know how, how long I've been waiting? Here's the thing. I played Demon Souls. And I was like, it's Demon Souls. And then I played Bloodborne and I was like, oh, this is what I want. Right. I don't like Demon Souls. Because here's the thing, guys. I'm sorry to say this. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, all those Souls-likes games, they're kind of boring to me Damn. because they're very patient and you're very defensive. Bloodborne, Neo, all those games where it's like you're aggressive and that's the reason... Like, that's the whole point is to be aggressive. I love those games because it's like, just go in and just do it. Yeah, just rush that shit down. I mean, that's fun. So maybe one day, maybe once we get the Cruel King and the Great Hero, we'll also get Bloodborne. But until then, we'll have to just keep living with our indies 
and whatever Atlas gives us. But yeah, that's all we had for the news and the games. We'll take a sm small break. I almost said smart break. Maybe it's, it is a smart break. We'll take a short one, and then we'll come back with our topic, which uh, is a little apropos considering our history. We'll be right back. This chair installed before the, the podcast. <laughs> How many pieces did it come in? A lot. And I'm one of those guys, I don't know if you are one of these people, but I'm one of those guys where like, once I start a mini project, if I know I can finish it in a day, I'm just gonna finish it. I won't even eat or I won't even like drink or anything. I'm just like, I know I can finish this. So I'm just gonna get it done. Yeah, gotta start to finish. All right, you broken. We are back. Seems like your chair is still standing just fine. So you assembled it correctly, which is good. Yes. That's good. Hey, we have a bit of a topic, obviously, top of the show. I said, you know, we had to pivot since we're a two-man crew this week, not a three-man crew. No spoiler cast discussion on our games, but that's okay. We got a different discussion. You know, I find this one to be pretty apropos. I wanted to talk to this about this for a while. And we sort of shadowed it on FGC Hollywood, but since we're now a different podcast, figured let's bring it back just in case we have some new listeners. So... This week's topic has to do with gaming communities, something that we know a lot of. So obviously, as part of our old podcast, FGC Hollywood, we spoke about the fighting game community a lot. Every week, we came over and spoke into these mics as a part, or rather from a position, of what we believe to be members of the fighting game community. However... As we spoke about, I believe on the first episode of Ride to Orbis, this podcast, at least two out of the three hosts on this podcast don't really consider them a part of the FGC anymore. Specifically, myself and Pringle. You're still, I don't know if I would say what, entrenched, but you're you're Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. So you're you're definitely you got your finger on the pulse of the FGC. Which that's fine. I was there. For many years. And, you know, ironically, the reason why calling the podcast FGC Hollywood when we did was because I felt that there was a lot of quote-unquote Hollywooding happening in the FGC. And really, when I say FGC, I mean North American slash US. Really just US FGC because I don't have a lot of experience with the EU or the JP or the Korean or whatever. So a lot of it had to do with the U.S. people in the FGC, and I felt that a lot of them seemed to be either too cool for school or they wouldn't even give you the time of day. And even if, not that you don't have to give somebody a time of day, but just things like not even giving you the same level of courtesy and respect to just as another individual sometimes, like almost like you were beneath them. Hollywood, right? Like I was like, I'm too good. I'm just too good for you. So don't even talk to me, peasant. And uh, I know that's true. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of it. I don't think it's exclusive, exclusive to the FGC, but personally, I felt that happening in the FGC more so often um, than not. So that's where the term Hollywood was born and thus creates FGC Hollywood. So that was the history for FGC Hollywood. But, you know, something to note is that Ride to Orbis is also a name derived from a sense of community. Right, because the reason why I made Hollywood, because I'm like, you know what, I'll make my own Hollywood, because these guys are apparently too good, so I'll make my own little community. But here we are with Ride to Orbis, another name derived from a community event, although not being fighting game driven, but it's still related to gaming, and it's about the community that shared the ride to Orbis. So it's funny how those things work out. And today, really, the the theme of today, I just wanted to talk about communities and gaming and I want to mostly see how you feel about these things because I think I've spoken about this maybe not at nauseam but it's definitely multiple times and I just wanted to go at it from different aspects so the talking points here just as a whole is how a community may or may not affect the way you consume your your game experience or media or anything that has to do with gaming, right? So I wrote down some questions here. The first question that I have for you, I don't know why I yelled there. Sorry, people listening. I, I yelled the, the word first. I'll try to add that up. Do you feel 
you're a part of a community in the gaming landscape as of today. So this could be FGC, this could be Final Fantasy XIV, and not necessarily, I don't mean when I say gaming community, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, when I log into this game, these are the people I hang out with. It could be, I know these people from this Discord because we play this game and we just stay in touch. So do you still feel like you have a sense of community that's been related to gaming? Yes, kind of. Not really now because like I've been so busy with work that I don't have any free time to technically like talk to other people anymore. But uh, I believe that like I'm still in the fighting game community. I've talked to many fighting game players all the time. Mm. I what's funny. I watch a lot of videos in my free time and a lot of people in the fighting game community hate the drama. They don't like it. They think that it's just stupid that like what we should be doing, focusing on the games and just pressing buttons. And there's no need for these stupid rants about like the newest topic, which is hitbox versus arcade stick. Like who cares? Um, let's see here. I think it's fine that I, I play FF14. So I, I'll look at like the memes and Twitter on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'll laugh at it, but it's like, I understand that some people don't feel connected. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of one of those guys who I guess I kind of eat up the drama, but I don't want to be in the drama. I'm mm. one of those kind of passerby people that are like, you know what I mean? You're like Ernesto Lopez without the show button check. Exactly. <laughs> so for. I'm basically Ernesto Lopez minus button check. Yes. So you look at the tweets, but you don't report at them. You know, you don't you don't, exactly. you don't report to the audience about what's going on in the FGC drama sphere on Twitter. So I guess that kind of answers that. So you you still do feel like you're a part of the community. I'll I'll add to, and this is a little bit of cheating because obviously our community started from the content that I was making. But I feel like Ride to Orbit slash FGC Hollywood, you know, our Discord and stuff, that is still technically a gaming community. So. Even though we don't all game together all the time, we play a bunch of different games and with different people, I still feel that that is somewhat of a community because we still gather in a place and just talk about games, right? And talk about random things. So I'll say, when I say like I feel a part of a community, I feel a part of like Right to Orbis. I don't know that I feel about a part about like a specific game, really. And that even includes like Maple Royals or... The indies that I play, like, I don't really hang out around Omori circles, right? I love Omori. I think it's a great game, but it's not like I'm hanging out with people to just talk about Omori all day. I'm in the their Discord, but that's mostly to use their, their emotes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen the Omori cord. Like, I haven't been in the Discord, but I've heard they're the most toxic people Are ever. they? Man, that's a yeah. shame. That's a shame. It's such a good game. Why would you be toxic? Oh, well. They got good emotes, so I use that. But I've tried it before of being a part of these larger communities, and I find that it, it felt weird. That's why I think starting one on your own and bringing in people of somewhat like mind people um, or interests and stuff like that is, is probably a better route. But to each their own. Second thing here, and this is just, I mean, depends on, I'm sure it depends on the situation, but do you find it more enjoyable or less enjoyable or perhaps indifferent being a part of a community when you're playing games or talking about games? I think what's interesting is that the sense of community is one of those things that kind of is multifaceted. So, for example, let's say you're not a part of a community. You're technically still in a community, even if you're not actively in it, solely because of what the community enjoys and the fact that you enjoy it too. And so, like, let's say a community member talks about the thing you enjoy, you understand and you get the references of that. And so, therefore, you can engage with that while still not being part of the community and technically still be a part of the community, if you get my reference. So, like a lurker. Basically, like a lurker. So, like, I think that community is one of those things where there's an active and an inactive 
social aspect to it. Mm. And that like, we may no longer be called FTC Hollywood, but we are still in the FTC. And so therefore you guys are inactive, but you know, I'm still active. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is like, you enjoy fighting games. So therefore you, you take an inactive role into the community. You just enjoy the games. You're not actively like talking to the people. I'm still active. I still go out, talk about the games. I still go to tournaments and this and that. So like, I'd say I'm in a more active role. I think that's in my honest opinion, what I think I could feel about are the aspects of a community. You're like the brother and I'm like the second cousin twice removed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> technically, Exactly. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I get it. That's a, that's a, that's a good way of, of putting that. The other question I had was, does the aspect of community ever deter you or encourage you from getting into a certain game or a certain mold? Ooh. I can tell you right now, there's several anime that I have never watched, nor several games that I've never played solely because the community is so terrible. Are you going to put them on blast? Are we getting a list? No, I'm not going to give a list. because At least give me one. Think... Give me one. Come on. You can't leave me hanging. All right. I, for the longest time, wanted to watch My Hero Academia. I kind of got into it, and then I stopped. And then I just was like, okay, I'm busy. I can't watch My Hero Academia. And then I started wa- listening to the the fandom, and it was just terrible. And I have yet to even finish, like, start season two. Because of the fans? Yeah. What about a they gaming prevent- one? Did you have, do you have a specific gaming one? Like, there's like, man, I want to play this game, but, man, this community's whack. Danganronpa was like that for me for the longest time until I finally gave it a chance. Mm. I was like, you know what? Through it, I'm going to actually get into it. And then I enjoyed it. Yeah. But, like, for the longest time, I just felt like, oh, the people who like this and talk about it, they're, like, terrible people. They like spoiling, which is kind of sucks. Uh, I know that a lot of people that play Danganronpa on YouTube or Twitch, if they're live streaming, they have to put the chat into like emote only mode. Emote only. Because yeah. man, the people will just go in there and be like, "Oh yeah, she dies in chapter four. and be like, "God damn it, I'm 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 in chapter two. I'm like, <laughs> that's not cool. But uh, I'll say one. I used to like playing Sonic as a as a kid, right? But it, to me, the Sonic fandom seems to be have. To have taken like a different meaning almost. It's not not that it's bad, but I feel like very intimidated. Like if I ever wanted to try another Sonic game, like just to ask somebody's like, what should I play? Because it seems I don't know what's Sonic to me seems really polarizing. Like there's a lot of well BS, the, and I'm just scared to touch it at this point. The problem with Sonic is that there's three iterations of Sonic that you have to deal with. Classic Sonic, Modern Sonic, and Sonic Boom, which is technically no longer a thing. I think they're they're swaying away from it, so there's only two technically Sonic. And fans of either hate the other game. Mm, they're like Smash Modern, Ultimate and Smash Melee. Yes. Modern, modern Sonic players love the modern genre and love the boosts and all that and love like all the games. Classic Sonic hates Modern Sonic, they love the old 2D retro Sonic games. Mm-hmm. So it is, you're not asking a Sonic fan what Sonic you should play is just, is like asking someone uh, like a quarter, what should I pick up? Should I do heads <laughs> or tails? Because you're either going to talk to a modern Sonic fan or you're going to be talking to a classic Sonic fan. It just seems, I do like having discussions about games because that's, you know, it's a big part of gaming is you know i kind of want to share this with other people what do they think but it just seems like i have to go through a lot of landmines when talking about sonic so i'm like man i don't know maybe i gotta play it alone in the dark <laughs> honestly i'm gonna start doing that like if i if i have a piece of media that i want to do or like listen to or watch i'm gonna just stay away from the community until i finish watching it mm-hmm. and then once i finished it like if i enjoy it i will render my enjoyment from my own personal experience and i won't let what the community thinks sway me 
Yeah. Because that, like I said, the Guilty Gear community is getting to that point. And, like, if it wasn't for the fact that I love Guilty Gear, I don't know if I'd be playing Guilty Gear right now. That's true. I heard somebody say, I forget what the saying is, but maybe I read it somewhere. I don't remember. But they were saying, like, think of your, think of yourself as, like, a boat, right? And if you're, I mean, ironically, we're, we're right to orbit, so there is a boat in play. Exactly. But think of yourself as a boat, and there's water all over the place, and, I, like, you're floating. The only way you can sink is if you let the water in. But if, as long as it's on the outside, it doesn't matter because you'll just keep going. It's once you let it in that you'll start sinking. So maybe that's kind of like how you should treat games, right? And the community aspect. Play the game and don't listen to what's on the outside. Keep on floating, my friend. I took, I think that, I took that into like a, a Bruce Lee quote. <laughs> become water. What does he say? Sting like yeah, water? It's, it's, Hit like a butterfly? No it's, become, <laughs> no, it's become like water, my friend. Right. I added like Muhammad like Ali, water. Bruce Lee. Exactly. Sooner or later, you're going to tell me to... Boats? Uh, what is it? Punch like a... Uh, punch like a water <laughs> no it's i forget what it's like it's like move like a he said beetle. St- he, no no it's sting like a butterfly. butterfly or no sting like a thing like a bee but like move like a butterfly move like a like butterfly a sting like a bee god we just butchered the great muhammad ali's quote i'm sorry you know i always love how whenever i look at the docket and i just see where you left your mouse and it's always like in between a word Oh yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place. You man. never like, you never like click outside. You're always like in between like thirteen words, and it's like, <laughs> does that bother you? Slightly. <laughs> okay, I'll stop like, doing. I can it. read. I can read past it. It's just like every now and then I'm like, you're like, God damn it, Mac. <laughs> Move your fucking mouse. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, re- I'll be reading, and I'll be like, Konami renewed its sweet. Uh, God damn it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's right in between the. I words. don't even notice to be honest. I'm just like, I'm just gonna put my mouse on. We are back. Final segment of this podcast. We just had a really good discussion on Valorant and League. Camille, she's cool. I like her. Apparently, she's the hitman for the rich. She keeps the heathens in check. How about that? Hey, Broken, we got to take a, take a few flyers and wrap some stuff up. You talked about this what? before we started the stream, even. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, new Suikinen in the works? Nobody told me. Yeah, I got this in my email. Konami renewed its Suikoden trademark earlier this year, which made plenty of people curious if the mystery game they are planning to announce in this year's Tokyo Game Show will be the new iteration of its legacy RPG series. Tokyo Game Show is planned to begin Thursday, September 15th, and will end Sunday, September 18th. By the way, I still need to play Suikoden because I never have. I heard 2 is really good. The story is really, really important. Mm. Where it's it, it's it's kind of like trails in terms of story, except not as not every character or not every single person has like a thirty-page docket of lore, like Trails does. Yeah, we'll see. There's so many games to get to, so little time in the day, too many games to play. Hey, PlayStation is re-releasing the remaster of The Last of Us on PS5. Only $70 redos. What a steal. How about that? It's only the fourth time they re-released this game. Uh, I guess the foliage is denser. So it's available now on PS5. You got 3D audio because that's a thing. Uh, By the way, it's also coming to PC. Remember what we're talking about? PlayStation games migrating over to Steam. The Last of Us Part 1 after that game came out in 2013. So yeah, it's been almost 10 years. Nine years, finally on Steam. And it's going to be another nine years until The Last of Us Part 2 comes out. And by then, they'll have 4D uh, audio. <laughs> dude, I actually thought it was funny. Like, some people were very pissed off at this, but I thought it was funny that Angry Joe just re-released his fucking re-release of his review for the last of us oh, for the man. new last of us. Cause I was like, what would you have to review about the last of us for the third time in a row being re-released? Not even third time. Because remember, I think this is the fourth time because 
it came out to PS3, and then the PS4 came out, so then they put it on the PS4, and then they remastered it on the PS4 to be like, hey, actually, now it's high res or whatever. And now it's PS5 is like, hey, we added foliage. It's dense. Go play in the grass. $70, please. By the way, the PlayStation costs more. <laughs> so give us your money. PlayStation. Grimy. But hey, it's coming to PC eventually. So TBD. If you ever if you if you missed The Last of Us, I didn't play the second one. I played the first one. It's actually a good game. But if you missed it and you want to play on PC, soon TM. Hey, Death Door. I just bought this. This is the description from Steam. Reaping souls of the dead and punching a clock might get monotonous, but it's honest work for a crow. The job gets lively when your assigned soul is stolen and you must track down a desperate thief to a realm untouched by death, where creatures grow far past their expiry. So I bought this game the other day on Steam because it was on sale, and JJ in our Discord said it's very similar to Tunic. So, cute little neat game. I don't know why I have an obsession with games that have death in their theme. Does that say something about me? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Death Door is basically just... What's that game called? God, it was, a, it was the indie darling for the longest time. Oh, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Undertale, there's... No. Uh, Hollow Knight. No. There's Shovel Knight. There's another. There's another Knight something. Those are roguelike where like your soul in like roguelike that you're uh, below? No, not below. Man, you're just blanking on me, Broken. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Dead Cells? I don't know. Dead Cells! Thank you. It's Dead Cells. Death's Door is Dead Cells. Yeah. There's a lot of them. They've been, definitely been inspired from the Souls-like era of games, and then they put them into indies. So this is another one of those. It's tough to say no to those games, especially when you you know throw it in my face. I'm like, hey, it's six bucks. I'm like, I will pay six bucks to buy this, to play this rather. So yeah, Fury is another one. Shout out to Daryl in the chat. Uh, according to Coffee and Combos, we alluded to this earlier. Tekken Bloodlines, <laughs> his cheeks. I heard it's cheeks from from coffee and combos. I didn't watch this, so if you have anything to say about that, any disagreement, go over to coffee and combos. Tell them because they reviewed the three first three episodes, and they're like, "This is cheeks," so they're not going to watch the next three or whatever. How many episodes are? I haven't watched it yet. It's it's very low. It's on the back burner. It's like if I had eight burners, it's on the ninth one because I still got to watch a bunch of stuff on Netflix. And the last thing we have on here, oh my God, I wish I didn't see this broken. This was arguably the cringiest thing I've seen this year. And it's almost the end of the year. So I've seen a lot of cringe. I mean, there's a guy in our Discord who posts VTubers every day. So I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of cringe. I haven't seen them. I don't click on them because then I, then, you know, if you click on one thing, you get recommendations on YouTube. I just yeah. look at the thumbnail. I'm like, oh, all right. And then, but every day it's like that. Anyway. This was really bad. So this is the Temtem 1.0 launch PlayStation trailer song, which is an English dub. It sounds like somebody is doing a parody of an anime opening, but in English. It's like, oh my God, I couldn't listen to this. Temtem, this is from Steam, is a massively multiplayer creature collection adventure. Seek adventure in the lovely airborne Archip. How do you say that fucking word? <laughs> Archipelago? Is that what you say? Archipelago. Oh, Archipelago. A group of islands. Archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> We're both illiterate. So it's a, <laughs> I guess it means a group of islands. I've never heard of that word before until today. So we learned something. Thank you, Temtem. Archipelago. All right. Alongside your Temtem squad, catch every Temtem battle other tamers, whatever. Anyway, it's fucking Pokemon. Just say it's Pokemon. And, oh my God, this game is $45. I don't know if it's good. The reviews on Steam has been, have been mixed. But, uh, man, Broken, I, I don't know if you ever want to cringe. I don't know if you have an appointment slot. It's like, I want to cringe today. I think that opening song <laughs> for Temptem, the launch trailer, 
Oh man, it's not good. It's NG. I know. Oh. How, how can they get away with this? They literally call this. This is a multiplayer creature collection adventure. It's literally Pokemon. And the Pokemons, or rather the creatures, or the Temtems. I'm assuming Temtem is the name of the creature. So Temtem is like Pokemon. They look like bootleg Pokemon. But anyway, Temtem could be a good game. But the song was... No. Maybe that's how the reviews are getting mixed on Steam. They heard the trailer for the song. And they're like, wait a second. This ain't good. Please stop. My ears. They're bleeding. I don't know why. For some reason, you know when you listen to like openings in anime and it's Japanese, you don't know what they're saying. So they're like, whatever. This is probably cringe. But since I don't know what they're saying, I can live with it. Because I understand the words that she was saying in that opening, I was like, oh, this is bad. This is not good. This is... I hate this. I think I lasted like 45 seconds and I had to like turn it off. It was long. But I don't know. Hey, if you want to play a Pokemon game, sort of, Temtem, it's... Uh, I mean, if you want to play an MMO that is also Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, hold on. Let me read that again. A massively multiplayer creature collection adventure. If you want to play one of those, yep. $45 reduce on Steam. <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever wanted to be like, oh, hey, I want to play an MMO, but also Pokemon, there you go. Yeah. You know what this is? This is basically just a a thing where it's like the fans of Pokemon have been asking for an MMO. Nintendo has been like, no, we're not going to make an MMO. So someone was just Why like, fuck it, we'll make it ourselves. Why would they? I mean, Pokemon fans keep buying the next one. They'll put a Pokemon... Three, four times in a row. Yeah. I mean, why would they... Make an MMO. Makes no sense. Every time every time I see a new Pokemon game comes out, I'm just like, why are we still doing the two Pokemon system thing? I don't know. Okay. We have this wonderful thing called DLC. Hell, the newest Pokemon before the new one that comes out had a DLC. And they even split it again. And I'm like, why? Man. You know, the last time I played Pokemon, we had to use a specific connector wire to be able to trade from Game Boy Advance to Game Boy Advance. It was, uh, that's how old I am. <laughs> Listen, I, I forgot what Pokemon it was, but one Pokemon wouldn't evolve unless you traded it and then you had to trade it back. So me and my yep. friend in like an elementary, maybe it was Kadabra. Was it Kadabra to go to Alakazam? I don't remember, but you had to like trade him. And then trade him back, and all of a sudden he could evolve. I was like, what the, What kind of bullshit is this? I need a friend within the Game Boy Advance? And the cord? I remember the cord cost a lot of money. Plus, I, my, my light would always go off because, you know, oh, yeah. no lighting on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is that the Game Boy Advance actually found that they found out a way to remove the cable for trading. Mm, good. They uh, they had this thing where you plug it into later. The, Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't 20 years later. No, it was like a few a few years after before oh. the Game Boy Mini or Micro or whatever. Yeah, they had this little thing where you plug it on top of your Game Boy Advance, and it shoots a signal to another Game Boy Advance with the same sick thing, mm. and it basically simulates a cable. But it was it's like RFID, but as you know how RFID is, you got to be like right on the money. Yeah, otherwise it won't work. Well, I was nine, so I didn't know about that method. And I really wanted Alakazam because I was like, dude, I got a level 73 Kadabra. This is some bullshit. <laughs> like, I know. Where's my Alakazam, man? So I remember I got it. He uh, initially, he didn't want to bring, he didn't want to give it back to me. I remember. I think I had to trade him another one. Maybe I gave him like a Scyther, what? which Scyther is sick too. I was like, God damn it. I wanted Alakazam more than I wanted Scyther though. That's so stupid. Yeah. But anyway, Broken, that's all we got. RTO, Ride to Orbis, Episode 3, is in the books. And then 4 is on its way. Soon, TM. Hopefully with three people on the panel. If not, listen, we'll make it work. I shall make this podcast work until Pringle the One shows up on it and we can do the spoiler cast discussion. Have but you seen Discord? Because I think the next week is just going to be me and you again. <laughs> I have not. I have not looked. But uh, listen, we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, Temtem puts out a different song. <laughs> and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about Digimon next week. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know what? If we talk about Digimon, I'm going to tell you guys about how good 
how godlike Cyber Sleuth is compared to Pokemon. Oh man, you're gonna you know, somewhere. Obama is <laughs> has woken up. He has arisen. Uh, I will wake up Majin Obama from his sleeping grave to tell you that Digimon is better than Pokemon. He loves that game. He loves Cyber Sleuth, I think. So he's a big Digimon fan. He's a part of that that gang. But anyway, we're not a gang. We're a show on a boat. It's an airship. And we shall be back next week. My name is Max Pleiser. That was Broken Broken Wing slash Pringle the Two. Maybe one day we'll see Pringle the One. Until then, see y'all later. Peace. Peace, everybody.